thewellnesscouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. This is Inside the Champion's Mind with your hosts, Lawrence and Karen Tam. Welcome to Inside the Champion's Mind, a show dedicated to helping you overcome mediocrity, which has been the pursuit of being world-class in life, love, and legacy. We're your hosts, Lawrence. And Karen Tam. That was fast. That was fast. Sorry. It was very fast. I apologize. But you know why? We're, we're rushing because... <laughs> we're rushing. <laughs> we are rushing. Because we're just eating lunch, and we were having this conversation, and then we're like... We got to record this. We got. We've got to fit this in. And Lawrence has a million things planned today, so we've quickly run downstairs to start filming. Yeah. I don't even have props. No props today. So, so I'm uh, disappointed. So for those listening, you know, wonderful for you for our, for our visual listener watchers. Sorry about that today. We don't have anything. I might be able to make up props as we go along. Actually, so uh, <laughs> I've got some scissors out. and some glue. I'll see what I can make. In mm. So what are we talking about today? We- well, I just came back from shopping. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Of course I, you did. Of course you did. People are going to think you're a shopaholic. But she's not. I'm not a shopaholic. But summer's coming and the kids keep growing. Yes. And this is a problem because I've suddenly found that Kaya now falls into this abyss of clothing. She's eight years old. Yeah. She's very, very tall and very slim. And I've just suddenly discovered she no longer fits into children's clothing. They don't make it her size. Mm-hmm. And for her to go up into a larger sizing or an older sizing... Is I don't I don't want her dressing like a nineteen year old. Yeah, she's a what is it they call a tween? A tween. Oh, she's tween. a tween. Oh, I was telling God. her this morning you're a tween, so darling. So, um, anyways, I thought I've got my sewing desk. We've talked about that. Got my sewing machine out. Gonna sew. So I right. went off to Spotlight. Just be clear, she's sewing, not me. <laughs> Kai is not sewing. She's at school. Yeah. But I went off to Spotlight, and then this is where the problems started to happen mm-hmm. because I couldn't make a choice. Yeah, you were I know, and paralyzed. I was, I was paralyzed by it, you know, and I've started, I was two, two or three hours in spotlight. It was like, I lost my life in there. And then the more, the longer I was there, I was like, I can't leave now mm. because I have committed so much time to coming here. Now I am coming away with something. And I started to realize lately, or maybe it's always for me, it's always, it's always I'm sometimes having a really hard time with choices that I just cannot make a choice. And I'm wondering, maybe other people are feeling this as well, or maybe it's because Christmas is coming closer. Mm-hmm. Little things that should be easy, a yes or a no. I just suddenly am paralyzed by it. Okay. You know, I want to be very clear. I, I said always, and I will take that back. Uh, <laughs> Good. So I don't want to get into a, a fight, <laughs> a fight <laughs> according tonight, to my 106 yes. episode. <laughs> um, no, no, I take that back because it's not true. Uh, I think you you are definitely paralyzed. I'm I as well. You're, you're definitely paralyzed in certain circumstances, but certain circ- some circumstances you are like boom, like is that oh, no. or that? I can make decisions for everybody else. Yes, I can run everybody else's life, but my own life. When I have, I don't know. I don't know. What's but isn't going that true on. though? Like I think I that? think a lot of people. I can help other people as well. I can make decisions for people. I can see like when someone says the problem, like in my coaching clients and stuff, and they can tell me whatever their problems, and I can see like I know exactly what the problem is. And do I like do I just tell them bluntly, or do I kind of go around it and ask them questions for them to discover it? So that's the, always a challenge. I know. But I can't. Same thing. Like I have a very difficult challenge to look at my own problems, see my issues and make my decisions on sometimes the smallest things. And it's, it's so, it's a very, very challenging. Well, I know people must be struggling with this because there's so many companies out there selling you dinner plans that you, they, they 
send everything to you. They send the recipe. It takes, makes it easy. There's yeah. no choices to make. Yep. So I know there are, but I'll, we'll talk about some of the issues because one of the problems I had, and this is with Netflix. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> We've just trying out Netflix. I've discovered we can have a month for free Lawrence. Oh man. So I've signed us up. But so just be I, very clear, like we don't watch a lot of TV, but it's something that we enjoy. Like, you know, it's a nighttime yes. to kind of spend a bit of time together and yes. but we don't like watching commercial TV. And... But this has become a problem now. Yeah. Okay. Be- yeah. It's very yes. clear. Because now when I go on Netflix, there's so many choices. I spend, we probably only have an hour that we can give to this. <clears throat> I spend about 45 minutes clicking through everything, trying to choose what I want to watch. And then by the time I figure it out. But there's not enough time. And then the second thing is I think, oh, what if I'm not making a good choice? There might have been something better earlier on. What was that other movie? Yeah. This is not good. It's not good. And it's amazing, right? So that's this is where the discussion came along the other day. You know, usually I would go, okay, well, listen, we have this choice. Uh, I, you know, I have a, maybe three movies or certain, you know, yes. three shows to watch. I go, which one do you want to watch? And I was like, oh, okay, well, if I had to choose between those three, I would choose this one. And sometimes it's a bad choice. Sometimes it's a bad movie or whatever. But when you get something like Netflix, which has, you know, let's not say it's unlimited, but it pretty much feels like it's unlimited comedies, romantic comedies, adventures, documentaries, mm-hmm. not just in the TV shows, but then there's also like movies on top of that and movies you haven't seen in a while. Like, and you know, like, oh, I've seen that one. I've seen these 10, but I'm like, oh, were they good? I can't, I can't and, remember. And, and then you got to watch the previews. And then- <laughs> yeah. And this reminds me of the time um, of when we lived in North America, when we were back in Canada, uh, we used to have about... I would say back then, this is going back 14 years ago, we would have about 35 different channels. Yes. Okay, 35 different channels. So way more now, I'm sure. But when we moved to Australia, right, th- there was, I would say, three, three four, four channels. Ten. It was right? so good. Channel 7, channel 9, channel, channel 10, surfing. and ABC, maybe. <clears throat> so you can imagine, like, when you go from a 35 channel like lifestyle, which I've had for, you know, what, 27 years of my life, <laughs> to coming to a country with only having four channels to choose, it's like, well, I remember the first year it was like, well, there's nothing to watch. So you just don't watch. Like you just go read a yeah. book or something. But when you have that many channels, you're flicking through and half an hour later, like you go through the one round and then you just keep on going. And same thing with Netflix is like trying to figure out with all the choices that you actually have, uh, you get paralyzed by the choice. That's the thing. I need strategies. Lawrence. Mm-hmm. I need strategies because I am getting headaches and I'm getting exhausted because I can't make a choice. And it's like my mind will not switch off because I'm like, did I make the right choice? Didn't I? I need strategies from you today, sir. Well, you know, the key thing about, about this is I think everybody has that. And it, 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 you, you'll be amazed how decision has affected um, affect you in your lifetime. I know it affects this and not in just, you know, talking about TV shows and stuff, but you talked about, you know, getting fabric, for example. I'm confused. But, what are you saying? No, like think about all the decisions that you actually are paralyzed by. It also gets oh, paralyzed okay, in yes. food choices. You. you know, when you go to a dinner, um, uh, you know, when you go to a restaurant and you actually go to a restaurant and you have, um, you know, sometimes you got a limited menu, like a really nice restaurant only yes. has like say five choices. Yeah. Sometimes it's, you like it or you don't, but you at least have those five choices. But when, it, when you go to a restaurant, it's a beautiful restaurant, but it has like 25 choices, like an Italian restaurant. You know, it just got so many choices. Like, I don't even know where no, to begin. I and it's such a big too, thing. And, so, and that makes it very difficult. And so that's why I'm saying sometimes when you have too many options, um, you actually become paralyzed to actually make a choice. But why is that? Is it because I'm, I'm or we are scared to commit to something? Like, why is it so hard? It's what we call FOMO. What? Right? FOMO. So FOMO. Yeah, FOMO. F-O-M-O. It's fear of missing out. Oh, <laughs> 
fear of missing out. I'm, I'm I thought we were her. going to the hood then. Yeah. FOMO, dude. FOMO. So yeah. it's uh, FOMO. so it's FOMO. It's basically it's like this fear, fear missing of missing out on something that you could have. So it's like, do I have the lamb or the steak? And if you choose steak, it's like, oh, that lamb looks so good. And you remember that time when you order the steak and then some, you know, lamb comes in and someone is like, oh, but I wanted she, that. Do you know that's the alternate you? Do you do that in the grocery store? You you look at the lineups between everybody yeah. and then you're like, oh, which is the good one? Yeah. And you choose one and then you look at the second place you would have gone. And that person standing where you would have been is alternate you. And the whole time you're standing there, you're watching, are you going to beat alternate you or is alternate you going to beat you? <laughs> yeah, and then was- when alternate you starts winning, you start getting really nervous and stressed. And that's when you start sending the children out into other lines and yeah. spreading the risk a little bit better. Yeah. And then if I made that choice, you blame me <laughs> for the rest of yeah, the day. Yes, you're blamed yeah, because you chose the wrong one. Chose the wrong one. And, but I think it's also FOMO is one. And the, yes. the second thing is, is also the fear of making making a wrong choice. Like now, it's as if that was a mistake, you know, like whether today, yes, this morning, that you was were me in about, the fabric store hmm, that you were like, Oh, what if I, what if oh, it's wrong? And, but that might seem silly to people. And, I, and I'm using this as an example because that was what was happening to me because I had to go and choose patterns. And before I've been sewing with a sewing instructor and she's giving me patterns that have worked, but I actually had to physically look at the patterns and troll through a million of them. And then I thought, is this right? Isn't it right? Then once I got that sorted out, I had to go into the fabrics and try, and they were all different lengths and different colors. And then you had to get buttons and there were so many extra things to add that by then I was so confused what I was doing. I I just kind of gave up and just threw it all on the counter and was like, I'll just take this. Right. And then the whole time driving home, I'm like, what did I do? I should have just gone to the store and bought something. And now I'm feeling ill about it. So this is a very important discussion, right? Because what I'm saying is, so my point is, number one, is that decision fatigue or the par- yes. the paralyzing uh, choice of too many options um, affects us in all areas of life, okay? Everything from deciding on what clothes to wear in the mornings or what technology to buy or, you know, what to watch on TV, all those things. So it affects in all areas of life. And you can kind of figure out on one aspect or hack one way, it might help you another way. So I think that's really important. What do you mean figure it out? Well, let's, we're going to talk about some okay. strategies. Right? Strategies. Okay. I need these, Lawrence. I, I, I need to, I'll, I'll talk about some strategies. I'm Goodness. kind of, you know, I want people to kind of listen yes. longer, right? <laughs> <laughs> we're sitting here. We can't make a choice. Help us, Lawrence. And the, the, the other thing too about um, what I want to stress before I give you some strategies is also knowing how it actually affects you. Like let's take you, for example, this morning, not only did you lose time. Yes. Right. Time. Like we're talking hours. Precious this morning. Time. Like could have been time with me. Cause I didn't have much on this morning. I'm like packed this now afternoon you now, <laughs> but like there's, there's time you've lost. Yes. Right. On top of that, you've lost like, money, money. Yes. Right. Cause you know, just that, 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 that pressure of just spending the wrong thing or whatever. Yes. And, but you also, the, which is the probably the most important is the frustration and the emotional turmoil that you actually are going through in your head right now after the fact. Yes. Of, that's Not even just it. during, but That's after the it, effect. Dr. Phil. All right. It. Oh, please don't do that. <laughs> All right. So I think one of the key things, um, so it's no, there's, I'm gonna, there's no specific steps, but here's the uh, so a couple, a couple of things that we need to consider. Number one is you need to consider when, when you have too many options, right? Mm-hmm. If too many options are, are, are going to paralyze you, then you need to learn to eliminate options quickly. Like you need to narrow it down to a smaller number of choices. So, um, for example, Damien does this, right? Um, I know that Damien, well, I know he used to do it in the past. I'm not sure if he does it anymore. And he goes to dinner. Mm-hmm. He might just say, you know what? I'm always going to order the fish. 
So no matter what the dinner menu is going to be, he's just always going to order the fish. So that that eliminates all the choices. Like he would take away all the red meats. He would mm-hmm. take all the vegetarian. He would order the fish. Now there might only be there might only be one dish of fish, or there might be three dishes. But at least now you eliminated say you know twenty different options to just maybe three. Okay, so that's one way of doing is to have an. Uh, a plan going into a situation to know how to eliminate options quickly. So, for example, mm-hmm. um, I used to get paralyzed going buying jeans. Remember when I first met you? I never wore jeans. I never wore jeans for like a long, long time. No, I don't remember that. And the reason why, well, one of the reasons why is because I never know what jeans would look good on me. I never thought that the jeans, I would never look good in jeans and the comfort levels and so on and so forth. Aren't you lucky I came into your life yes, you, to yeah, help yeah. you in so I, many ways? I didn't. Oh, this, definitely. The fashion <laughs> that I wear is definitely all on her. Um, so if you like it, it's if you don't her. like it, you, don't you like probably it, picked well, it. I didn't yeah. have nothing to do with <laughs> yeah, it. See, blame me again. Um, so the, the the thing is what jeans, when you go to a jean store, it's like you, you go to a jean store right now, um, like Levi's, for example, you'd be like, oh, do I wear the skinny jeans, the slim jeans, the, the baggy jeans, and it's got some, like all these types of styles of jeans. And it is so confusing. You almost leave the store. I'm like, I don't even know what to buy, so therefore I won't even buy it. One of the things that has helped me now is like, I know once you figure out what gene looked good on you, spending the time, like maybe that extra hour or half an hour with someone who actually knows what they're talking about and go, all right, this gene suits you, like your figure, your type. So mine, I think it's like, I don't even know what it's called them, but it's basically, um, skinny butt, skin, skin, skinny butt jeans, skinny butt jeans, skinny butt jeans, um, uh, the skinny jeans is what fits me and fits yes. me well, but not just any uh, skinny jeans for me. It's like that. I know I'm going way too yeah. much but it's got a bit of a stretch because right. I hate like tight, tight jeans, right? So it's about skinny. I know it's kind of weird to have skinny jeans, but yet not tight. So it's like it's got to have stretchy material. So it's got to have some sort of um, latex material in within woven into the jean material. That's what I like. So a bit of knowledge to help you then be able to cut through the choices, right? So now when I go to a jean store, now it's like. If, do you have a do you have a skinny skinny jeans with some latex in it? If it's not, then it's like I walk out the store. Do you know what? What it comes I, down to is color and cut. Well, what I'm doing now is when I'm walking into stores, is I'm finding the person who works there. If they like working there, a lot of the stores they don't care. They're just yeah. like whatever, help yourself. But they're fantastic in cutting down choices because if you just go in as you say, or you're not sure, and you say I'm doing this event or I'm doing this party, help me. Oh my gosh, that helps so much. Even for the fashion the shoot that we did for mm. them inside the champion's mind, I did that. I went into a store and they just walked through, they pulled out everything that they thought would look good for the shoot that would suit my body type because yeah. they'd seen all of that before. And they narrowed that down so quickly that I just quickly tried everything on and I was in and out and it was perfect. So I think right. having, rather than looking the whole store, they made, they narrowed those choices. So I think having an expert helps be it a coach or going into a store where they're an expert in it to help you narrow things down helps. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's mm-hmm. a good thing. You brought the coach thing. Like that's what a coach, one of the advantage of having a coach or a mentor um, does is that it's not about like helping you grow your business or strategy or your life. A coach is really just about helping you narrow your focus, right? Mm-hmm. Because there's so many things you need to do in a business or your life or your careers or your relationship or whatever. There's so many things you can think about. What a coach does is help you narrow the focus, right? Basically narrowing yeah. your choices to go, these are the three things I think that are most important what you want to do in that thing. And that's what a coach does. And they can see the path. A good coach does is see mm-hmm. the path that help you get to whatever level, whatever you're trying to attain, not have any particular personal outcome for the coach, but like, what do you want to attain, mm-hmm. but helping you narrow coast. And that's what, that's a, the powerful, you know, as a, you know, a shop retailer or someone who's working in the store, someone who knows what they're talking about. You got to choose someone who knows what they're talking well, about. Well, that's not, but that's what I'm thinking about. Like if you had a business knowing that people are time poor and they're struggling to make choices, like this is an excellent way 
to really get some good leverage and to get some good rapport in your business is by providing that service for your customers and realizing this is what they're looking for. This is what they need help with. Let me show them how I can help them. And a lot of stores aren't doing this. And I always think, gosh, gosh, stores could be so much better if people took ownership at that store and really treated you like a friend and helped you. Their sales would go up. They'd have loyalty because you'd just say, I'm going to go there. Because they know what's going to work for me. They're going to help right. me. But oftentimes what we do is like just say if you're um, – maybe someone you're listening to, you, you work in a store, in a retail store, for example. Your job is to help someone, right, to narrow their choices. Mm-hmm. Like that's how you can actually elevate because – like, I don't want you to be a people pleaser. Like, that's what we are typically. We, we love to please people. But the problem is, is that I recognize that if you're trying to please whatever they want to please, it actually doesn't help them. Oh. What you're trying to do is actually help them make a narrow choice so that they're actually thankful for your advice. Because you have an expertise that you're bringing to the table that they didn't have. And that's why they either hired you or ran into you. And that's why you work in that store. Okay? So I think that's really important. So... And that's one, right? Narrowing your focus is really yeah. important because that will help you eliminate choices. Um, there's studies to, done on that. You know, the way there's too many choices, people don't buy. Okay. Yes. So you need to narrow the choices. That's me getting bathing suits. Hmm. Too many choices. Too many choices. Too many well, cho- and about- I don't know which ones look good. And then you, you just, I give up. I walk out. I need a bathing suit so badly. If there's somebody out there that helps with bathing suits and can give me advice, <laughs> call me. Yeah. Because that's another one. I just, I need help. Well, the other thing that we talked about was the um, the, the fear of making a uh, making mistake when you make a choice. Yes. That was the thing. That, that, was, that was a big thing for you today. Was that? Yeah. Um, and not just today, but in other circumstances. What if I made the wrong choice? I know, because now I'm committed to it. I've I've invested this time. I've invested this money. I have this fabric, and I bought the patterns. Mm-hmm. So now I'm going to be making these dresses and now, and that's what's bothering me too, is because I'm thinking, what if I made all these mistakes? Yeah. I don't want to waste some money. What if I got the wrong pattern? What if I didn't buy enough fabric? Mm -hmm. What if it looks horrible on Kaya by the time I'm done all this, where am I going to find the time suddenly to sew all of this? Mm -hmm. That was causing me a lot of grief today. And you can see it and I hope you guys can hear it or see it and watch her when she says that is that. If you've been thinking, if you're thinking about all those things that are happening, I am. I mean, I'm feeling the stress, right? right I'm feeling the stress, and so therefore, it it does cause a a massive amount of um, uh, of decision um, fatigue, and that's what it's called. It's decision fatigue. Um, I just happen to see, like, you can see that that. um, Sorry, that's kind of a mess mess back here, but you can see the luggage there. One of the decision on fatigue I have is when I travel, and you've seen me do this. This is paralyzing for me. I know. It's like what. To where? Like, what do I pack you don't to wear? To do, and you know, and you're de- he's down there. He's down there for hours. Like, just I'm like, what are you doing? Pack your suitcase. And I travel like every month. Like, I'm on, you know, and it's it's like, oh, do I pack, do I wear this or do I pack this? Because it's just in case it's get cold or warm or what am I wearing yes. at nighttime? And and so it paralyzes you. I know that's where. So my that's, that's is. a strategy we could do to simplify. Is like for you is color coding all the tops and the sweaters that go with the jackets and the little yep. accessories. If because that's easy for me, but hard for you. That's I can do that. So when you go to pack, you just know, oh, those four things go with that. Put that in the suitcase. Well, I actually have that. Like, remember? Have you started doing that? So uh, I remember. I know we're kind of going off topic, but this will help someone. As basically, what I did was remember (laughs) we should benefit from this. I hope. Well, we when we when we went, what we did was that we brought my uh, suit jackets. So like, so some casual jackets. We brought to to the mall, and then we we wanted to match some shirts and some. uh, pocket some pocket squares. squares. Who had that fabulous idea? That was that your was idea. Oh, and we went it? to we went into a store. We had like a couple hours to do this because we yes. had to go pick up the kids, and we did it. And then once we matched and bought all the shirts and all the pocket squares, then I took photos 
of the matching ones. Oh, I didn't ones. know you took photos. I took photos. Smart. So now, like, all I got to go back to is every time I pack or go to an event, if I know I'm speaking at, then I just got to go, okay, I got to go back to those photos and go like, oh, yeah, that shirt matches with that coat, jacket with that pocket square. And that's how I know. So that's how I pack. So that's part is, is actually I so if you had if you had a bit of a cheat sheet to help you yeah, so in those areas. Basically, rather than trying to come up with every single time because if you do something repetitively like mm-hmm. which is me traveling and, and got a pack like rather than trying to like come up like what's going to match with what for example then it's already have like you know you're going to need to pack this with this with that so like it's like already matches like a color code system or yeah. this one matches with that so it's like it's all set and done so you don't have to actually think about you think once which might take a little while, but then once it's done, you don't have to rethink it again. So it's like finding shortcuts or what we, you know, what I call smart cuts yeah. to find ways so that you don't have to create decision fatigue because you need to conserve that energy. And I've done this podcast before on Inside Champions Mind with Marcus. It's about not wasting energy on decisions that you could have done previously. Like you don't, that doesn't really matter in this case, but coming back to the mistake part, the mindset, like the thing that you can come, you're looping in your head is like, Oh, what if I make a mistake? You're putting so much expectations on yourself. That's why it's causing that emotional stress. So my, 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 remember I was talking to you about this just, you know, half an hour ago. I do remember I was upstairs. Yeah. And and (laughs) you do have a good memory. I don't. So, uh, we, I talked about is that, what if you change the context or the mindset around what we were, your decision, like rather than saying it's a mistake, what if I don't make a mistake? Like just even the questioning, the wording that you use, like, I don't want to make a mistake. Well, what if you're not making mistakes? What if you never make a mistake? Like, it's just about what if a mistake, you change the word mistake is a lesson Mm. instead of a mistake. It's like, well, now I'm making a decision to, there's no mistake is that I'm just making a decision. I might have a great outcome or it's going to be a lesson for me not to make the same decision again. Yeah. And and that's what I said to you. Like, sure, let's take the sewing example. You might, for the next five times, for the next five purchases, for the next five dressing you make, Kaya, might be a lesson for you, but a lesson of what not to do next time and what not to do next time. And each time you're going to get better and better at it. And sooner or later, you're going to get to a point like, I know my style now. I like my style. This is the, this is my style for her and for her dress. And this is what I think if you look at a designer, for example, mm. certain designers or artists, for example, like painters and stuff, all have a unique style. They all copied someone from somewhere to begin with. And then from that, they composed or designed or created something that's unique to them. And when you see it, you know that that's the designer. Then you know that that's a, you know, I don't know. I don't know any designers, but you know <laughs> that, that, you know, that's a Monet painting, yeah. you know, you know, that's a, a, a Picasso painting and that unique style comes through multiple times of actually not mistakes, but lessons learned as they made certain decisions, learning and growing from it. Yeah. And I think that's very, very important is mm-hmm. to take that pressure off and it goes, what if I'm, well, what is like, I mean, the other question to look at it is what if you did make a mistake? Like what if you made the wrong choice? What's the worst? Like, what, it's not like you're spending, you know, like, you know, buying, like, remember we bought this house, like that was a big purchase in a sense. Uh, anybody's and we weren't even, purchase. yeah, any, yeah. we weren't even here. Like we yes. were in Europe. Right. And we're just looking at photos and videos of talk, you know, Taki, our friend who videotaped the house. And that was it. Like we're making a decision moving across the country, right. To this house from just photos and videos. And you know, I think learning to make decisions over time actually makes you better. And that's, I think that will lead up to it. The more decisions you make Mm -hmm. makes you stronger in decision-making. But do you find like, sometimes I find I'm great at making lots of decisions and then the school holidays come and we kind of, 
we slow down, we come off the schedule, we're in our pajamas till lunchtime or later. (laughs) And I find then it's hard for me to ramp back up when school starts up back into decision-making mode. I feel like I've been a bit sloth-like and I just, I can't get the motivation and I can't get into it to start making decisions. Yeah. I think that comes down to like, let's use a little bit of props here. Right. So we can kind of use, so to, just so we can say with the props. props. So you got colors, two, right? So two markers. You, between two markers, between a blue and a red, what do you choose? Um, the thing is, is that realizing that you're making choices every day. And if you're finding it tough to kind of come out of say school holidays or out of routine, yes, right. Then it's about finding, building those routines back up again. I'm starting to do those routines. And it could just be as simple as say, you know, I can, you know, my routine, my routine is like first thing in the morning, I work out, right? I literally just came back from Canada, mm-hmm. right? On a Sunday morning. Um, I want to take Monday off, but I, on Tuesday morning at five o'clock, I woke up getting back into my routine. Cause I know the sooner I get back into my routine, like into my normal day-to-day routines, yeah. the faster I am actually going to get back into my day-to-day life and my because otherwise I could delay it. I could say that, you know, there's, there's uh, things that I, um, that's going to take priority, but the longer I do that, it actually causes me. So you're saying your routines, your, your make you, not, you don't have to make choices anymore because you just know what you're going to do and it makes it easier. Yeah, right I don't need to think about when I'm going to work out. So think about this for, I'll give you an example. When I travel, mm-hmm. that's the hardest for me to work out. It's really difficult for me to work out because I'm out of my routine. Like, you don't have my smiling face in the morning. Yeah, what you mean, your sleepy face? <laughs> my, my, my unconscious, <laughs> your unconscious drooling face. on the pillow. Have you even left? I don't know. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and when I'm here, like I know the class starts at 5.30, so which means I get up at 5.01. That's the routine. But when I'm away, because especially when I'm traveling in North America, jet like, I'm like, and like, oh, I might have a bit of jet lag. I'm a bit tired. Like I don't know how I'm going to feel in the morning. I'm not going to set my alarm clock necessarily at 5 o'clock. And then like, so I, gotta, mm. I literally have to force myself to yes. work out, which is never something anybody wants to do because it's not something that's naturally, but I want to, but there's also that feeling like, oh, do I need to, do I want to? Mm-hmm. And so that's hard, but I'm constantly fighting that battle in the mornings, for example, when I'm away. So I'm, what am I going to do? Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, when am I going to do it first? And then what am I going to do? When, and when I go to the, the CrossFit over here, someone tells me what to do. I don't need to think about it. But when I'm at my gym, in my hotel room, I got to go, oh, what? then I have to design my own program either going to the gym downstairs mm. or in the room, that's hard because that's so the causing more, more decisions. The more hurdles that are being put in front of you makes it harder to, first of all, get the momentum and to commit to it. Yes. So simplifying, as we went back to before, simplifying is going to be Narrowing good. Narrowing your focus. Yeah. Narrowing your focus, routine, having things into a routine because then it's just automatic. You're on autopilot. Mm-hmm. is going to help. And making small decisions. So like rather than making like, oh, I'm, because what we're thinking is, what, like, say for the, the yeah. example you made, was that I'm making a decision on a big thing, right? But there's actually multiple decisions that you have to make to get to the big one, but we're getting yes. stuck on the big one rather than going, well, what, what is the first decision I need to make? And it could just be like, what color do I want? It's going to be blue or red. Mm-hmm. And then if I go to, I'm going to choose blue. Then all of a sudden now, the next decision is going to be a little bit easier. But if you still go, I don't really know what blue and blue or red, but let's go with the next one. And then you go, well, mm. the lace would go nicely with the red, but the checker pattern might go nicely with the blue, but I'm not sure because you didn't make the first decision. My goodness. I am so glad you haven't chosen the colors for Kaya's, <laughs> for Kaya's dresses. I'm I'm having these hideous flashes of what types of clothing she could wear. This this is stressing me out, Lawrence. Notice I don't, dress, I don't dress myself, Checkered let alone. Checkered lace. Uh, what are we talking about? Your daughter's like a picnic blanket. 
blanket with lace on her now. <laughs> poor, <laughs> poor thing. What are you doing to her? <laughs> oh, um, but I, I want to say like these sliding door moments, which I think we all have. Yeah. Um, you're pointing out the time to me because you're something. trying to wrap me up. Yeah. The sliding door moments that we have where we think the alternate you that could have been me. Yes. Are those helpful? Finishing up with that, Lawrence, are they helpful to be doing that? No, because I think you honestly, I think having those sliding door moments um, of thinking like, what if, right? What if I went with that person? What if I um, dated that person? What if I took that phone call or what if I, you know, whatever. Yeah. I think when you start to live in regret, like that's what it is, is right? Is that living, living in regret? Well, it's, it's wasting a lot of time. That's it's for more, sure. It's contemplating something that is not going to happen. Like you made the choice. The choice is made. It's the choice done. is already made and you can't yeah. go back. And most decisions you make is that I think what's important about this is that everybody needs to understand that every choice you make, no matter what, how small or how big that choice is, there's always going to be a consequence. Okay. Everything, everything and has to, to be have a consequence. okay with that consequence. You need to know, yes, you need to be okay with that consequence. And how, so someone says, but what if it's a choice between this or this? Like, for example, I remember talking about this before and in such a moment before. It's like, how do I, do I stay in Perth? Right. We went through this. Do we stay in Perth mm-hmm. or we, do we move to Sydney? And that choice was a really big choice for the family because we have family to consider. I had you, you know, everybody to consider. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, is that for me was, how do I make that choice? Well, one of the things, of course, both will have, if I stayed in Perth, there's going to be benefits, but there's also been consequences. If I moved to Sydney, there's going to be benefit and the consequences. But how I made the choice of whether to stay in Perth or Sydney is to kind of go, if I stayed in Perth, the consequence of that mm-hmm. versus the consequence of Sydney, I didn't want to live with that consequence. I rather, I could live with that consequence in Sydney. The poor nice. people, our poor Perth listeners are like, Lawrence, you're making it sound like we're a horrible place. Has and nothing, th- has nothing, to, nothing do with Perth. to do with Perth. Nothing to do has with our lovely to, listeners. It's the consequences. Sorry, Dimity. Of, yeah. <laughs> it's all, it's nothing to yes. do with the city. It was our circumstances, yes. our aspect. For us, where we were in our life. I just want to clarify that. However, like talking about the sliding door thing yes. is that would have been, is it, you know, do I regret that? I don't have the, I don't have, I personally don't feel, this is just maybe mm. my mindset, is that I don't have the luxury to go back to what if, because I don't know, maybe it would have been, but that's all. But have you trained your mind to do that? Cause I find I do. I find I, I go back and go, Oh, did we do that? Was it the right? I do that a lot. And I'm just thinking it's maybe it's something you have to catch yourself doing and try to stop yourself from doing it or try to learn other ways to, it's not, it's not beneficial and it's not helpful. And you waste a lot of time and energy and get headaches. And it also starts getting your stress levels up, which then affects your immune system and your health. So I don't, I don't think it's beneficial. No, I don't think it's beneficial. And have I trained it? Maybe. Like I think think you're better at it than I am. I think it's more decisions I made and I'm not, I I mean, it's all started when I think I've told the story, but it's all started with Luke Kim. Our friend, yes. he was 21 years old. I don't think I was 27 years old. And we kind of partnered up on like a, a joint venture a long time. Yes. So Luke, if you're listening, I hope, you know, that I cre- give cre- total credit to you. I remember going to a coffee shop. We used to have meetings every week mm-hmm. in a coffee shop and he used to watch me right for months. I would watch me sitting there deciding between that cake versus that cake, the dessert <laughs> I was going to have. And he literally came up to me, this 21 year old <laughs> punk, right? Comes up to me and goes, one day he goes, I don't understand how you make choices. I go, what do you mean? He goes, you literally stand there. And, and wait for five minutes and trying to decide what you're going to eat. Like, why don't you just make a choice? I'm like, who are you? To th-? I can remember, like, I got yes, kind of, like, busy yeah. angry. And then, but I realized, I'm like, wait, God, I never realized I did that. I never realized I couldn't even make simple decisions. And he, were, that he taught me so, so wise for 21-year-old. He was like, when you cannot make a decision on the simplest things, how are you ever going to learn to make decisions on the big things? 
And I was like, oh, that hit me really hard. Mm. And that's when I made a, a conscious effort to make decisions quicker. And knowing, be okay with consequences or be okay with making the wrong decisions and be okay with making lessons and, and mistakes. But we're not talking about when you're saying make decisions quicker. Like sometimes things take a lot of time and energy, business decisions to look into. Yeah. You don't just go you flip take, a coin, but take hope as, for the best. You take as long, I think the, the key thing is that you take as long as you, you your time is required to make a decision yes. before, right, before the um the consequences or the the outcome changes like the certain risk mitigation so for example if if um someone passed away right now pa- um, passed out right here yes like the the longer i take to make a decision the life is of that person the the danger of that of that person is in my hands right yeah. it changes every second but sometimes like to say moving from one city to another like every we, second doesn't we had a longer time frame to be yeah, able to exactly. think about it but then i think we had to put you we have had to, to, we have have to put a time, time limit. limit on it because when you yeah. don't have a time limit, then that doesn't help either. So time limits, that's another good yes. one. I think it's also too, what he also taught me, one thing to go back mm-hmm. to it, I'm sorry we're jumping all over the place, but once you make a decision, it's very important that you have a long time, uh, like a very long time to take the long, so you be quick to make a decision. However, be very cautious to take the time to not reverse that decision, Right. It's, it's because you want to make sure that it's just one of those things that most people don't make quick enough decisions. Mm-hmm. That's the problem. And, but people go make a decision and then they kind of make, I go, Oh, I made the wrong choice. You I mean, made they the wrong, change their they mind. They change their mind very, very quickly. And that's the wrong way to do it. So you just must just stick, stick with, with it. Because once you made a choice, you stick with it and you live with that consequence. I think that's really important. And is that learned? Maybe, maybe it is because I have, like, I don't have, like I said, I don't have the luxury. I don't, I don't believe I have luxury to go back and see whether I made a wrong choice or not. Because that's a waste of time. It's a waste mm. of my energy. And really, it's just figment of imagination anyways. Well, you probably don't need to, Lawrence, because you got me. <laughs> and, and really, what was the alternative? There wasn't one. So you don't really need to do that much, do you? Yeah, well, I don't. Shall we wrap it up? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I won't say let's anything wrap about it up, I think, no. uh, it's a- And this let's. if you're having troubles with choices today, like me, let's make an easy choice. Let's go for some dessert or some ice cream. Two choices. Make a quick choice. Eat it. Enjoy it. <laughs> I'm going to do that, I think. Hot chocolate. I've made a choice, and I'm going to go upstairs and enjoy that. Well, guys, I hope you uh, learned something. I hope that you can apply this to your life. And uh, it's, it's, it's such a powerful thing to actually have some strategies around you know, making choices and decisions. Um, and uh, more importantly, not to, to feel, feel like you're making mistakes. So I'd love to hear your you know, decision process and strategies. Maybe it'll help us, or maybe you can help Karen um, improve her strategy and decision-making. Yeah, I'll throw myself under the bus on that one. Yeah, well, make sure you also go to Facebook.com. That's only one choice. Facebook.com, like Inside us. the Champions Easy Champions choice. Mind. Like us, comment, comment. on us, yes, share it with, uh, with your friends and uh, other you know other people that you think are loving this podcast. Uh, go to the Wellness Couch, but you know, subscribe to iTunes. That will help us tremendously. Um, that's, if I can do a massive favor, is comment and uh, on the iTunes and give us a rating or some sort of comment. That'd be um, really good because I'm watching where we are and I'm hoping we can rise. Yeah, that's exactly. My, that's my thing I'm looking at. This is Inside Championship Mind, a show that can help you overcome when you're in the pursuit of being world-class in life, love, and legacy. I'm Lawrence Tam. And I'm Karen Tam. We'll see you in the next episode. Take Bye. care. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives.
Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.